Welcome to another video class brought to you by the Laurel Heights Church of Christ in McAllen, Texas. I'm Warren Berkeley, and these classes are based on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. We just have a few verses to cover in this episode, and so I'll do some summary work in the second part of this video. Remember, we are able to read and study a sermon here delivered by the perfect preacher, and the Holy Spirit inspired Matthew to document this teaching. For that, we should be thankful to God, and we should be ready to learn what Jesus said and then apply what he said to our lives. Here's the section we are concerned about in this episode. I'm going to be reading Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things? to those who ask him. There is so much in these verses. Let's get right into our study. <clears throat> Let's spend some time talking about the key words here. Ask. What do we do when we need something? What do we do when we don't know something? We ask. So in this context, if I discover Discipleship deficiencies. If there is teaching here, I do not understand and I'm not applying fully. One thing I need to do is ask. Ask the Lord to forgive me or to help me. Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. The second key word here is seek. I see that word. And I don't know about you, but one of my first thoughts is treasure. Something has value. You want it. You need it. There is motivation to action. So you seek that treasure. It implies activity, vigorous activity with purpose. Let's see. Where did we encounter this word in an earlier study? Do you remember? When we came to the end of chapter 6, when we came to the end of Matthew chapter 6 in a couple of previous classes, you remember this? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That's where we talk about putting God first, not the world, not our earthly things, but God first, and there is that word, seek. Jesus says, seek, and you will find. Knock. What does that have in it? 
desire to enter. Knocking says, let me in. We should want in, into the kingdom, into all the blessings God offers in Christ. All right, now listen again to all of it. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. This is about the generosity of God. Now, we read this and think of prayer. <coughs> and I think that's a legitimate application. That is part of this. But I would like to suggest that with our lives, the way we think and act and respond, our lives should exhibit asking, seeking, and knocking. Effort. Effort in prayer, effort in being nourished by the word, effort in our service to God and our service to others. Effort, effort, effort. Ask, seek, knock. And Jesus promises good results from that effort. So just take asking for a minute. Ask and it will be given you. Ask for wisdom. Ask for strength. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for what you need, relying on God's superior will and abundant generosity. This is all about God's generosity. And on our end of that, our individual effort. Now let's take up the next part of that. <clears throat> Which of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Well, here is a simple illustration of what Jesus is teaching, and parents immediately get it. The main point is God is a father even better than our fathers. He is like an earthly father, but far better. That's the idea. This is one of those cases where there's an argument here that is often called an argument from the lesser to the greater. If earthly fathers know how to respond to the needs of their children, how much more does the heavenly father know how to take care of his children. Similar to what we studied recently back in chapter 6. You remember? If God knows how to care for the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, he certainly knows how to take care of his people. So just as a good father doesn't try to feed his sons and daughters with rocks and snakes, God knows what is best for us and he will apply his perfect will and generosity to our request for help, our asking, seeking, and knocking. Our Father in heaven is inherently, eternally, and perfectly holy and good, always willing to give to his children exactly what they need according to his will. Paul Earnhardt said some of our prayers may not receive 
a positive reply because our Father in heaven, in his grace and wisdom, knows they will not be good gifts. Well, I'm going to add to that a personal illustration. Some of you <clears throat> who are at Laurel Heights here in McAllen have heard me use this illustration and tell this story many times. One of my dad's jobs was he was a carpenter, and he had a very well-equipped shop. He had a skill saw that I thought I could use when I was about seven. Now, several years later, he taught me how to safely use that skill saw. But at the age of seven, I asked if I could have it and use it, and he knew I wasn't ready for what I was asking for. It is surely the case that when we pray, we may ask God for gifts he knows we are not ready to have. Then note this about God. He knows what is good better than we do. You know, we've already encountered this truth about God back in Matthew 6 and verse 32, where Jesus spoke of our trust in God. He said, for the Gentiles seek after all these things. Then, then Jesus said, your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Our trust in God is upheld by this knowledge that he knows best. There may be some things we think we need, gifts we believe we can handle. So we ask, God's answers are always better than our request. So listen to the passage again, and then some wrap-ups. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Give me a few more minutes, please. Something a little technical, ask, seek, and knock, those words are written in the continuous sense. And that means keep on. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, so that in your life there will be giving, finding, and entering from a generous but wise God. Ask seek and knock, not just in moments of prayer, but with your life. Remember, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. God knows best. Thank you for listening to our study.